Want to see a real-life example of the insane U.S. housing market? Well, I bought this house right here less than a year ago for $1,750,000. And in less than a year, Zillow says that it's now worth $2,150,000. Now, Zillow's not always 100% accurate, but I did my own comps, and it's pretty darn close. And there's my dog right there. So, in less than a year, that's $400,000 of appreciation. I know it's on paper, but it just goes to show how crazy the market is right now. Now, is that sustainable? Can that keep going? Will U.S. housing prices continue to go up? Or will the bubble burst, in which case you need to be prepared? On this video, we're going to talk about all of that. And if you're not interested in real estate, this is still something you want to check out because real estate is a driver of the entire U.S. economy. So it's going to affect you no matter what. And I'll tell you how later in the video. Let's go. This is The Dima Show. Dima Show. A unique perspective on entrepreneurship, real estate, business, finance, politics, and current events with a big dose of common sense. Warning. Warning. If you're easily offended, this is not the podcast for you. Listen at your own risk. this video, I'm going to do something entirely different and I'm going to go right to the end and I'm going to tell you my perspective and my thoughts on the housing market. Are we in for a huge pop of the housing market bubble? Is there even a bubble going on? Is it going to be more of a soft landing or are prices going to continue to go up? So I'm going to give you the conclusion first and then if you want all the details and the charts and the graphs and all that fun stuff, then I'm going to invite you to stay tuned and watch the rest of the video. So guys, there are so many macroeconomic and microeconomic factors going on right now that would lead people to believe that the housing market is going to do like it did in 2008 and pop. From drastically rising prices over 20% in a lot of markets, we got high inflation, we got high interest rates, we got all kinds of things, again, pointing to a real estate market collapse. Not to mention, if you've been hanging around on YouTube or on the internet, you'll see that everyone is fear-mongering telling you that the housing market is in real trouble. Well, guys, my perspective is a little bit different. So I was actually around in 2008. I started in real estate in 2007 after practicing law for a few years. And then I got into the real estate business just as the market was getting ready to collapse. What happened there was a crisis in the lending market. Essentially, people gave out all kinds of crazy loans. We used to call them ninja loans, no income, no job, no assets. You could get any loan you wanted. People were getting these loans. And then when prices dipped below where they were before, people said, hey, I don't have any equity anyway. I'm just gonna stop paying and then we'll let the bank foreclose and whatever happens, happens. Well, this time is not like 2008 for one simple reason. People have a lot of equity in their homes. Whether you bought a year ago, two years ago, or even yesterday, home prices have gone up and you had to put some money down when you bought that property. You couldn't, in most cases, buy with 100% down. There are some exceptions. So what happens is because people have equity, if the housing market flatlines or if the housing market goes down 5 or 10%, people aren't just going to start walking away from their houses. That means we're not going to see a huge wave of short sales and foreclosures like we did back in the day that's going to propel the market downward. So while we are seeing a lot of factors that would lead us to believe that housing prices can't just continue to go crazy and go up by 20% every single year, the fact of the matter remains that there is still a ton of demand for real estate 
and supply remains low. That is a combination for an upward pressure on housing prices. So my thoughts, my belief are this. We are going to have an extremely strong summer of real estate. There's going to be a lot of activity. Housing prices are going to continue to go up. There's just way too much demand built up in the market. Now, the rising interest rates are going to cool that a little bit. I'm going to talk about that later in the video. So you have to be careful of that. And there's going to be a little bit less demand. So as a seller, you can't really expect 20 offers, I don't believe. And then something interesting, I think, is going to happen. After the hot summer, I do think we are going to see a little bit of a slowdown. I don't anticipate a pop in the bubble. I don't anticipate housing prices going down 30 40% like we saw in 2008. It's just not going to happen. But I do see housing prices cooling down. At the same time, though, interest rates are going to come up. So if you're waiting to buy, I don't believe that's a good strategy. And if you're interested in selling, now is probably the time. All right, guys, with that quick introduction out of the way, I gave you the conclusion first. And if you like that style and if you like seeing that, do me a favor and hit that like button down below on the video. It really does help the YouTube algorithm. And with that being said, now I'm going to give you all the details, the charts, the graphs. And if that's what you stuck around for, then here we go. All right, so the first thing I have to show you, of course, is the housing prices, just so you can get a sense of exactly what's gone on. So this was our high here, probably about 07, somewhere around there, right when I got into the real estate market. And then the prices came plummeting down, as I mentioned earlier, as a result, mostly of really terrible lending practices. We are not seeing that today. So I really want to point that out. And then from 2012, we saw this huge run up all the way here to January of 2022. Now, guys, this kind of thing right here, I just want to show you, is typically not sustainable in the housing market. If you look back, you'll see, hey, we had the same kind of run-up, and then boom, we saw that decline right there, right? So if I zoom out and just show you a little more of this chart, you could see there's the run-up, and then, of course, not sustainable, right? And if you go all the way back and you look back, you'll see, you know, slow run-up, and then boom. Here we had slow run-up, really fast run up. And then what's going to happen next really is the big question. And as I said earlier, guys, I think we are going to see a flattening of this. It's just not sustainable to have 20% increases year over year. Affordability goes uh, in the toilet. People can't buy homes. People get frustrated. All the buyers leave the market. Now, also fueling that fire is mortgage rates. Let's take a look at that next. So this is actually a really interesting chart. It's actually two charts in one. The first one I want you to look at is the orange line. That is our 30-year fixed mortgage rate. So as you know, the Fed this year has said that they are going to raise the federal funds rate. Federal funds rate is the rate that banks charge each other overnight. What that does when it goes up is it increases the mortgage rate ultimately because banks have to charge more money. So check this out, guys. So we saw mortgages, as you know, you know, here uh, down in 2021, we saw them way under 3%. I mean, 2.65%, crazy, crazy mortgage rates. They have skyrocketed up to almost 5%. And you guys, I want to put this into perspective. This is a huge huge run up because if you could have locked in a 3% mortgage rate, now you're at 5%. And I've talked about this on other videos. You are paying way, way more for that same house. But more importantly, a lot of the people that could have qualified at 3% for a house cannot qualify now at 5% for a house. So that knocks out a ton of buyers. That is actually reflective in this other chart. So if you see this other chart that's kind of embedded into this one, this is your uh, gray uh, area here. What that is, is your mortgage uh, application. So this is the number of people that are applying for mortgages. And as you can see, of course, as mortgage rates go down, guess what happens to the number of people that apply for mortgages? If you said they go way up, 
ding, 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 you nailed it. So as you can see, it's an inverse relationship. Mortgages are way down right here in 2021, and a ton of people are applying for mortgages here. As interest rates go up, you see way less people apply. What's interesting to me about this chart, though, is if you take a look right now, interest rates are way up 4.8%. The number of mortgage applications, though, is kind of right around where we were in like 2019. That was a pre-health scare there. And so it's, it's really interesting as you see this. Now, if mortgage rates continue to go up, we may see mortgage applications drop down. What that does, of course, again, guys, is what happens is the less people that apply for mortgages, and let's be honest, most people buying a home are going to buy it with a loan. There are some cash buyers, mostly investors, even people who buy cash usually refinance that into a new loan. So this is definitely one of the most important statistics to watch. As mortgage rates go up, if they're five, six, seven percent, you're going to see way less people in the market to buy. That means demand goes way down and the real estate market is all about supply and demand. Next up, we have, of course, the big one, and that is inflation. That's what everyone's been talking about. So if you look at inflation, inflation is the percentage that the dollar gets eroded year over year. So as inflation goes up, your money is worth less. Real estate traditionally has been a great hedge against inflation because you put your money in a house and the value of that house continues to go up, hopefully faster than inflation. And that, of course, has been the case. So check this out, guys. We've been seeing really, really low inflation, you know, ever since about 19, uh, what is that, 85 or so, 80. And then that's been coming down all the way up until the end of 2020. And then, bam, we saw inflation skyrocket. Most recent number, almost 8%. That is a very, very high number for inflation. We really haven't seen that since the uh, good old Jimmy Carter days there of 1980. What's the cause of that? Well, we could talk about a lot of different things. It could be the health issue. It could be printing a ton of money. It could be other economic policies that our government takes out. But the bottom line is, why am I talking about inflation when we're talking housing? Look, inflation causes everything to be more expensive from gas to supplies to building materials to everything, groceries, all that kind of stuff, right? And so as things get more expensive, people have less money to spend on things like houses. And so the reason this is important, guys, is it limits, again, the demand for real estate. So we've talked about a lot of demand side principles, right? There's a lot of people that can't afford to buy because of high interest rates. There's also a lot of people that can't afford to buy because they're paying way more money for other things. One thing I do want to chat about real quick is the supply side, because again, real estate, supply and demand, they kind of go together. So on the supply side, guys, we have seen a huge shortage of houses on the market for a very, very long time. So demand is way higher than supply. So what about that supply side? Are we going to see more supply on the market? Let's take a quick look at this chart that'll tell us. Now, that brings me to my all-time favorite chart when it comes to real estate. Guys, if I only had one chart to look at and I could only talk about one thing, it would be this, and that is the month's supply of inventory. The reason why is that this tells me pretty much everything I need to know about the relationship between supply and demand in the real estate market. This chart means if no other homes came on the market, how long would it take to sell out of current inventory? You can kind of think about this as, hey, your local Apple store, you want to buy an iPhone. How many do they have in stock? Let's say they have 10. If they're selling 10 a month, only one month supply, and then they're out until they have to restock. Same thing with houses. And typically, between three and six months supply is kind of where we want to be. That's the midpoint. If you get under three months, that means it's a heavy seller's market. There's less sellers than there are buyers. 
prices go up. If you get above six months, that means there's a lot of houses on the market. So we get prices coming down because we have a lot of houses, not enough buyers. Well, check this out. The month supply of inventory has been hovering under three for a long time. And then at the end of last year, it actually hit a new low of 1.6. That has come up slightly to 1.7 in February. I'm very curious to see what will happen to that as we approach coming months with all of the other things that are going on. If I had to take a guess, I would say that that's probably gonna come up somewhere in the two, three, maybe even four range, but I will tell you that that is not the worst thing. Right now, there's just a huge inequality in housing. There are so many buyers, there are multiple offer situations and everything, prices going up, buyers are frustrated, and now with rising interest rates, of course, a lot of those buyers are dropping out of the market. So we've looked at the data, we've looked at the charts, I even gave you my analysis at the beginning of this video, but I wanna go just slightly more in depth. The housing market's a really interesting thing. Inflation typically pushes people to buy properties, right? Because people think, okay, inflation's going up, I need to hedge my money and I gotta put it into real estate. Your other option, I believe, is Bitcoin. I've talked about that on a lot of the videos. I have some really cool resources down in the description below for you where you can um, grab a free book and read about Bitcoin or you can even start investing in Bitcoin with Swan Bitcoin, which is what I use to dollar cost average in. But on the real estate side, guys, in this case, I think that there are gonna be a lot more people that say, hey, now with high inflation, I can't really buy real estate because I don't have the discretionary income. Then there are gonna be people that say, I wanna put my money into real estate. So inflation in this case, I think is actually gonna hurt us in the market. Higher interest rates will always hurt on the demand side because less people wanna buy. However, the thing that is really gonna help propel and fuel the housing market, I believe, is a really huge lack of supply. Supply is just so low. Now, there are more people building houses. I'm one of them, I'm developing properties, right? So we wanna get more inventory on the market for people. However, it's going to take quite some time for that equilibrium to get established. Like I said at the beginning of the video, I do believe that in the summer, we're gonna see a super hot market. And then after the summer, we're gonna see a little bit of a cooling off. Now, I did also promise you at the beginning of the video that I was gonna tell you why this is super important, even if you have no interest in real estate. And here's why, guys. Real estate is a driver, a huge driver, probably the main driver of the US economy. As real estate goes, so does everything else. When real estate prices are high, people have a lot of money, they have equity, they buy other stuff like boats and, and planes and cars and um, goodies and tech and all that kind of stuff. If real estate prices come down, people believe, at least on paper, they have less money and they don't buy as much stuff. They're not as uh, spendy with all of their things. So the real estate market affects everything. So whether you're in the real estate market, which you should be if you watch this channel, or you're not in the real estate market, it will 100% affect you. So make sure you pay attention. Thanks for tuning in to The Dima Show. If you got value from this podcast, do me a favor and share it with someone you know or give me a shout out on your social channels and be sure to tag me so I can thank you. Also, throw in a five-star review wherever you're listening so that the show is shared with more people. I'll catch you on the next episode. Dima out. This has been The Dima Show. All information and content provided is for informational purposes only, and you should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Bye-bye.